Hello, everybody. I'm Sam. And I'm MK. And welcome back to East Coast Haunts. Woo! So we do want to apologize real quick for a little bit of a delay in releasing this episode, but we do have a really big, fun two-parter coming out later this week. So get ready. Yeah, so got some primary sources coming up for our next episode, so it's going to be really cool and you guys don't want to miss it. So I'm excited to record that one. Oh, it's going to be really, yeah. really awesome. It'll probably be out later this week, I yeah. would think. Hopefully so, this weekend. Yeah, so this weekend. keep your eyes out and your ears out. But without further ado, for today's episode, we are going to be talking about the Old City Jail in Charleston, South Carolina. So we're going south. I think this is our first episode that is dealing with a southern state, right? Yeah. Yeah, because we've done Massachusetts, Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Yeah, so this is, we're, we're going way down south, you guys. And Charleston is probably one of the more famous southern cities i would say it's super well known so charleston is especially known for its charming architecture and its rich history it's often referred to as the holy city and mary kate can you guess why it's called the holy city did they film monty python the holy grail there you know it's so close (laughs) it's so close it's actually called the holy city because it has over 400 churches jeez yeah which is crazy because it's not it's not like it's a huge gigantic area i mean it's it's a it's a city in south carolina but i mean they're everywhere there's like what are the like steeples like i mean there's like big churches like there's tiny little churches but they are everywhere and i was there a couple weeks ago which i have some first-hand interesting stories to tell you later maybe that was the inspo for this episode yes it perhaps was the inspiration for this episode so yeah lots of churches it's called the holy city but i will tell you after you hear about the real history of charleston you're gonna find out that it's anything but holy Ooh, do tell so there have been all walks of life here ever since people first settled here there's been pirates murderers you name it, it's they they've lived in Charleston. Okay. So it's very suspicious, very interesting. But as you might guess, a lot of these suspicious characters have ended up in the old city jail. Ah, makes sense. So the old city jail was operational between 1802 and 1939. Ooh, so it had a long run. Yeah, super long run, right? Yeah, yeah and it definitely was operational during those like formative years. Like you don't really hear about ghosts from like the 2000s like it's, it really is from like the 1800s to like the early 1900s yeah is when it was bringing all its people in they held prisoners of war during the civil war and some of charleston's most infamous criminals yes they did um we're going to get into some of those criminals in particular later but just as a little teaser i just want to say that some of the guests of the jail include america's first female serial killer yes and a couple of high-profile pirates. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so it's definitely an eclectic group. Was Captain Jack Sparrow there? You're going to have to wait and find out. Okay. Only time will tell. <laughs> so, uh, going into the actual building itself, one of the most notable architects who worked on the building was named Robert Mills. He's best known for designing the Washington Monument. Interesting. And yeah, so he's yeah. They were very they were very proud of him. He's a he's a Charleston native. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Charleston's on like, favorite son. Yes, on every single tour we did, that people were mentioning Robert Mills and how he um, designed the Washington Monument. No one really talked about the old city jail, which I thought was interesting. Huh. Um, but maybe 
they just wanted to shun that part of history. Yeah, exactly. Not, yeah, pretend that part's not, not there. It's not a great part of the yeah. history of Charleston. But it is a super popular tourist attraction now. Yeah, I can see why. But it it's weird because it has not really been renovated or restored in a long time. Like, it's a little bit decrepit, kind of falling apart, definitely not maybe up to code. Yikes. But it, I think it adds to the allure of the jail itself, yeah, a you know? Yeah, um, in 1965, the Old City Jail was approved to be used as a museum and a gift store, so that is how it functions now. The Old City Jail is also Charleston's biggest unrestored property. Hmm. Yeah, because most buildings in Charleston are either restored or are in the process of being restored. Interesting. But they're okay. trying to keep like the same Charleston vibe that they've always had. Gotcha. But... It's probably not going to be the biggest unrestored property for long because as we speak, it's being renovated for historic preservation. Okay, well, that's good. At least they're making sure that this piece of history lives on. Exactly. And they're also adding a couple of more modern day amenities. There's some elevators being added, like a staircase. Okay. And they're doing lots of repairs, I think just to make it more safe, but to keep it looking as similar as it did in the 1800s now. Okay, nice. Yeah. Um, and if you actually haven't seen photos of the jail yet, you can go and look up on our Instagram because they're there right now Mm -hmm. at east.coast.haunts. Um, but if you look at it, it really doesn't fit in with the rest of Charleston's vibe. It it looks like a medieval castle almost. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is super interesting because, I mean, everything else in Charleston has a very specific look. It's very southern, very pristine, and then it's just like this, like, brick medieval castle. It's super weird. presence. Yeah. Yeah. So they probably did that on purpose. I don't know. I'm sure they did. It's an intimidating building. I know. And once you find out, like, the stuff that happened there, it's even more intimidating. Around 14,000 people died in that jail during their incarceration. I found that number, too, that 14,000 number. But then I went on to read a little bit more, and I'm not sure if it's totally accurate, but some records and inmate accounts place the actual number of deaths somewhere in like the low thousands. Okay, I would find that a little more believable because 14,000? 14, 14, that's a lot. Well, and especially people. after you hear how many but, people could be in the jail at one time. Well, okay, but also it was in operation for over 100 years. So, I mean, yeah, how many people per day would have to die for that to be accurate? Perhaps. I don't know. But <laughs> no, I'm no, way too, no, not for me. <laughs> but either way, yeah, even if it was the low thousands, lots and lots of people died here during their incarceration. Yeah. Um, for multiple different reasons. Some people were put to death at the jail gallows. Some people died from disease. We'll talk about this later, but people were exposed to the elements. There were vermin. It was just not a good time. Not a five-star hotel? No, no. not a, This one is not a bed and breakfast for once. Oh, no. So, and there were also homicides, of course, because this place was filled with criminals. Right. And other people died from suicide. Gotcha. So, lots of tragedies here. And even if you went to the jail for something like a minor misdemeanor, it was honestly as good as a death sentence because if you're going to this jail, you are very likely to die. Yeah. So, you know, you could do, like, I don't know, steal something, steal a loaf of bread, a la Jean Valjean, and then end up dying in this prison. Yikes. Yeah, so not great living conditions. In fact, when Union soldiers were kept as prisoners of war here during the Civil War, it became super overcrowded, and they made the Union soldiers, the Union prisoners, I should say, sleep outside because everyone couldn't fit into the jail. So they were like, you know... Fully exposed to the elements, like no tents or anything, just sleeping out there. God, and you have to imagine, like down south, there's got to be tons of mosquitoes. Oh my out god, there. I know. Especially so they I'm didn't sure. have like bug spray. I don't think. No, like 
Well, I'm sure they're not giving it to their prisoners. Yeah, 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 very true. So it was not a good time for them. And the jail itself was actually originally built to only house about 130 prisoners at its very busiest. Oh, so that's not huge. But it usually ended up holding about 350 inmates. Oh my God. Which is more than double. So it was, you can imagine the overcrowding and that's like the ridiculous. disease going they're around. They're packed in there like sardines. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's not a lot, no, but like 350, like when it's supposed to be 130, like, <sighs> yeah, really bad. That's so brutal. Another interesting fact I found is that the jail is actually built on a potter's field, which is basically where in the olden days, unclaimed people were buried. So I guess this potter's field had a bunch of bodies buried in it and then they built the jail directly on top of it. So there's bad energy from the start. It was cursed from the start. And the way that the jail was set up was pretty interesting. They had three different floors and each floor corresponded with a different level of evil or a, a different level of lawlessness, I guess. Okay. So the first floor was set up for the gentleman criminal. Oh. And that's actually how they were described, the gentleman criminal. I guess basically white collar crime. Okay, okay. So like, Makes more you sense. know, something that wasn't violent, something that was, I don't know, do they have check fraud back then? But yeah, tax evasion. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. So the first floor was the gentleman criminal. The second floor was a little more intense. It was for people who were debtors and sex workers. Okay. And then the third floor was for the murderers and the thieves. The okay. worst of the worst. That's so interesting because when I was researching the most haunted areas of the jail, they say that the most active part of the jail is the third floor. So well, then I that wonder makes if it's because it's like belligerent spirits up yeah, there. Yeah, being pissed about interesting. stuff. So, yeah, I guess that would make sense. Like, the, the gentleman criminals aren't going to be haunting. They're... Or- passing over they're being gentlemen up in they're going heaven. into the light <laughs> exactly so torture was also a very common practice here to say the least for example solitary confinement was very popular whipping and stretching limbs out of their sockets were also oh. some favorite methods i know i oh know oh my god i know it sounds like medieval torture that's horrible they would hang prisoners often and the last man to be hung at the jail was in 1911 and his name was daniel duncan and he was a convicted murderer he actually ended up being the founder of dunkin donuts no i'm just kidding oh. <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> no. i was gonna go to make a joke about that but then i was like maybe i shouldn't <laughs> I made it first. No, but um, I don't. I really don't think he was. Um, but I also <laughs> I have, I don't have proof that he was. It's a safe bet. <laughs> but he was a convicted murderer, so he was uh, hung in 1911, and then after that, the gallows were dismantled, and they haven't hung anyone there since. <sighs> Something interesting though that I found was at one point, sometime, probably within the last like 50 years or so, they were planning to put a playground in the jail yard in the area where they used to hang people that is yeah so and it was eventually scrapped okay i'm glad that someone stepped in there and was like hey who's gonna say it maybe not like yeah i would love to have been a fly on the wall in that board meeting where someone was like golden idea playground playground gallows gallows let's go done what could go wrong (laughs) what could yeah so thank god someone eventually said maybe we shouldn't do that jesus because i just don't i don't know i think there would be a lot of possessed kids running yeah honestly (laughs) that's not a place that i would like to hang out so going back to some infamous prisoners mk you're going to be talking about the haunt of this place so you're going to go into more detail but i do want to touch on two of them who i thought were particularly interesting gotcha 
the first set of prisoners were Lavinia and John Fisher. Oh, yes. And Lavinia is the one who I said was that the first female serial killer in America. She's interesting. She's got a cool story. Yeah, so basically the very, very, very... Bare bones? Yeah, the bare, the bare bones of her and her husband were that they were in a bed and breakfast, they would kill people, and eventually people found out and they had killed over 100 men. Most likely. Yeah. Some would say that she was like the world's first girl boss in a bad way not she, girl boss a little too close yeah to yeah she so so now she's now she's well known and she's she's still hanging in the jail allegedly she's got her notoriety so she's one of them the second famous prisoner that i wanted to talk about is named well he's a pirate his name is jacques alexander tardy Ooh. he was known for stealing property and money as pirates do yes and he spent a good time in Charleston. And for two of those years that he was in Charleston, he was in the Old City Jail. And that was from 1825 to 1827. So not only was he a pirate, he was also a murderer. Gosh. And his typical MO was poisoning victims. He liked to poison his victims. That's like a decidedly nonviolent way for yeah. a pirate to murder Pretty people. sneaky, right? I feel like pirates are known for being like... Swashbuckling. Yeah, but like instead he would like... Violent. It's interesting because poisoning seems to be a common occurrence in Charleston if you're just looking at the, these ghost stories. Yes. So, but yeah, he he was a pirate, but his, his MO was poisoning people. Interesting. So one time he was on his way to Charleston via pirate ship, of course. He poisoned eight people on his crew with arsenic. Oh. And then when he got into the port and obviously there were all these dead bodies, <laughs> he told the authorities that the chef was to blame. The chef was the one who... Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and the chef was executed. Oh. Yeah. So the, she- the chef was killed and his plan worked out super well. So he was like, okay, cool. Keep that in the back of my mind. A couple of years later, he is on another trip with a different crew. And this time he was like, okay, it worked last time. I'm going to try it again. He does the exact same trick. He uses arsenic again to poison his crew. And he says, oh, it was the chef. The chef did it. This time, though, the chef is found innocent. And Tardy ends up spending a few years in the old city jail. Wait, that's so interesting because I came across this guy because, spoiler alert, his spirit might still be in the jail mm-hmm. but i found a different reason that he was imprisoned in the in the old city jail yeah what was it so um i found that he arrived in charleston of october of 1825 mm-hmm. under the guise of being a dentist which is a weird cover for a pirate because i feel like first of all it's really easy to get caught in a lie yeah and I would be willing to bet that he has a little to no dental knowledge. And, like, all those golden teeth. I feel like pirates are known for having, like, bad teeth, Yes. Right? Like, well, yeah, the because they're known for having scurvy, which yeah. is a vitamin C deficiency. <laughs> and it causes your teeth to fall out. <laughs> but then, like, again, I guess how much dental knowledge does, like, a typical civilian have? True. So, Fair I don't enough. know. Um, Especially in the 1800s. <laughs> yes. Good point. That wasn't, dental hygiene was not at the top of the priority Mm -mm. list, I guess. Mm -mm. So in November of 1825, he attempted to steal a pilot boat named Cora. And pilot boats are like little sailboats that take pilots from the land to like ships offshore. And they're notorious for being like super fast because the pilot position was often like first come, first serve. Okay. And 
he was caught by the owners of the pilot ship and like gunfight ensued but then he was caught charged and arrested and then he served his two-year sentence he returned to Cuba and immediately restarted his life of crime. He didn't so learn. Rehabilitation didn't learn was not the case. Mm-mm. And he eventually committed suicide by slashing his own throat in the captain's quarter. Oh, geez. And they had a burial at sea for him, but apparently his spirit still remains in the old Charleston jail. I mean, he seemed to spend a good amount of time there. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> rounds of imprisonment. Yeah. So maybe he... Maybe he wanted to come back and live the live relive the glory days. I kind of like your story better. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, it's just so funny that he like did this like super specific plot and it worked, and then he did it again. But also, like, what is the point of poisoning your entire crew? I don't know. I have no idea. If we've learned nothing from Pirates of the Caribbean, is that you can't, can't sail a boat without a crew, a ship without a crew? Well, is whatever. That true. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're then how be, like, did you do that? I don't know. This guy was insane. He also said he was a, a dentist of all things. Yeah. Okay, he was a little nice. off his rocker, it would seem. I mean, yeah. So, needless to say, there are plenty of colorful, interesting characters in the Old City Jail. And that makes for some colorful, interesting haunts, I would say. Heck yeah, it does. So, getting into the haunts of the Old Charleston Jail. Yes. Obviously, this place is pretty much a recipe for a haunted uh-huh. jail. So, like you said, they used to hang people on site. It's on the site of the old Potter's Field. <laughs> it's next door to an asylum. Oh, geez. I did yes. not know that. It's known for having housed many wrongfully convicted prisoners. So, like, African-American sailors and prisoners of war. Okay. And then the Confederates, who had imprisoned the Union prisoners of war, were later imprisoned there. Oh, wow. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. And then... They obviously were had extremely violent inmates, like the pirates and the serial killers, mm-hmm. and there were harsh and disgusting conditions. One of the biggest causes of death within the prison was cholera from an infected water supply. Okay. Um, but with all that combined, it is known as the most haunted building in South Carolina. Not surprising. Which is kind of saying something. For, especially for Charleston, which is a city that has decades worth of history. Oh, yeah. Centuries. So, getting into some of the most active areas in the jail, one of them is the old torture chamber, like you said, was the place of corporal punishment. Stretching of the limbs. (laughs) Yes, that is repulsive. And because it's super active, it became a popular seance location. Okay. So ghost hunters would go in and they would do a Ouija board and it's speculated that interaction with the spirit world through a Ouija board could have opened a portal in this room. Oh, that's the last thing they need there. Are you kidding me? Which I'm good. Like I, that portals freak me out. Ouija boards freak me out. Ouija, I will never touch Mm -mm. a Ouija board. Never. Um, the, like I was saying earlier, the third floor corridor and the third floor chamber, um, is super active. Yeah. Which I'm not surprised about now. Yeah, now right. after <laughs> hearing about who they housed there. Um, the most common apparition to see in this location is a jailer holding a rifle, and he's a full-body apparition that disappears into, like, smoke into oh, one wow, of the okay. cells. So he's, he, so he's not even one of the people who, he wasn't even a prisoner? He was, like, a jailer, yeah, okay. I guess. Wow. Interesting, right? It's a popular location for spirits to interact with guests, visitors, 
paranormal investigators and tour guides. Oh. And some of the most common occurrences are whispers, breezes, disappearing shadow figures, touches ranging from light taps to a choking sensation and breathlessness. Okay. I know. And this is the worst one, in my opinion. Some report hearing someone or something calling them by name. That is absolutely the worst. It's so freaky. That is like way more intimate than I'm willing to get with an entity that I don't know what it is. Yeah. Because, oh my God. If that's like, if it's a ghost, that's one thing. If it's a spirit, fine. Why do you know my name? If it's like even a chance that that could be demonic, I'm I'm officially out. out of there. And this place seems like it... like, with the Lizzie Borden house and stuff, like, it's, I don't know, it's different. This one is, like, evil, evil yeah. spirits Like, there was a, some actual, like, evil goings on. Yeah. And, like, to another degree, whereas, like, the Lizzie Borden house was obviously the site of a tragedy. Yeah. But. And I think she might have just snapped. Like, these people. This is, like. We're killing hundreds of people. The worst of yeah. the worst. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, I know. I, I don't even know what I would do if I heard them say my name. No, I, well, I would be out of there. Yeah. I'm so yeah. fast. Um, another active area in the jail is quote unquote death row, which was again, home to some of the most violent inmates. And that is where our boy Jacques Alexander Tardy lived. Okay. There he was. And so his spirits still sometimes seen, um, up and around those areas. One of the most famous like landmarks or staples of the jail is a wheelchair on the third floor that hasn't moved since the 1820s. Since the 1820s. No, no one's so moved So 200 it. years. Yes. Why is it still there? I don't know. I don't know why no one's moved it. Oh it's just God. kind of like a famous staple in the jail okay, now. Okay, so I'm assuming it's, it's an like, old-timey. Yes, okay. it's like broken down. Which floor? So, uh, I think it's on the third floor. Okay. And the user is speculated to have died of cholera, which again was not super uncommon. Yeah. And sitting in the chair is prohibited by the jail because it's super old and it's probably a lawsuit waiting to happen. Okay. But it's also said that the owner doesn't like people nearby Ooh. and will interact with them. Okay. Some reports say that the wheelchair turns and wheels on its own. Okay. And that there's cold spots near the chair. Okay. Which is super weird for a Charleston jail. Because yeah. Because I don't know, if you're saying that it's the oldest like non-renovated yeah. building... There's no way there's AC in there. I don't think there's any there. AC in there. Yeah, and no. Charleston is hot. It is so hot. I oh, know. Ooh. Wow. Um, Ooh. And then if you take a picture of it, more likely than not, you'll catch an orb on camera. Oh, wow. Which, if you don't know what an orb is, it's it looks like a little ball of light on the film. And it kind of looks like it could be a trick of the light or a dirty lens, but it can indicate a paranormal presence. Mm-hmm. And we're actually going to post an example on Instagram, and Sam's going to get into that a little bit later. But yes. So that'll be interesting. Check that out and let us know what you think. Uh, wheelchair man, though, I don't know what else to call him. He yeah. doesn't have a name. Is could not the only... I, well, yeah, because I was I was picturing say, an old man, though, yeah. personally. I don't know. All of the sources that i found refer to him as a he okay so then i'll then i'll take their word he's not the only prisoner or person at the jail to die from cholera okay there was a 13 year old boy named jeremiah Aww. who now lives down in the basement where the morgue used to be wait why was there a 13 year old in the jail i think he was helping on site like he okay. had a job on site oh, that's so sad i couldn't find it. i don't think he was a prisoner okay oh i know it is kind of sad isn't it but I, I guess I can't say, like, lives. Yeah. He, like, 
resides down in the basement okay. now. Um, he reminds me of Jeremy from the Farnsworth house. Inn. Jeremy, Jeremiah, two and young boys. They both like to stack and throw things. Jeremiah likes to throw pebbles and Jeremy likes to play with coins. Do you think they would be friends? I do think Aww. they would be friends. I know. That makes me kind of happy. I know. I wish they had known each other. I know. But he'll also try to hold the tour guide's hands. Aww. Which I thought was a little bit weird because do you know like any 13-year-old boy that tries to hold <laughs> no, like definitely, hands? No, definitely not. But some sources say that he was nine years okay. old. So that makes more sense okay. to me. Oh, another inmate spirit that resides in the jail is that of Denmark Vasey. And he name. was a huge figure in like the emancipation movement. Okay. So he was born into slavery about 1767. They don't know the exact date. Mm-hmm. And he was brought from Bermuda to Charleston during his captivity. But he was freed at the age of 32 when he won the lottery and bought his own freedom. Wow. Isn't that kind of neat? I didn't know they had a lottery back then. I also did not know that. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, he could not afford to buy his wife and children's freedom. Oh, God, that's so Isn't sad. that so sad? Um, but during this time, after he was freed, he worked as a tradesman. I think he worked as a carpenter. And then in 1818, he established the African Methodist Episcopal Congregation. Okay. And that grew to the second largest AME congregation in the nation at that wow, time. Wow, okay. In 1822, he planned to kill slaveholders in Charleston, free and assemble slaves, and then sail the freedom in Haiti. It's speculated that there were possibly thousands of slaves involved in this plot. So he planned this riot for the anniversary of Bastille Day, which was when the French people stormed the Bastille. Okay. And it marked the beginning of the French Revolution. Okay. And they did that because French revolutionaries freed their slaves oh and so the date was set for july 14th 1822 and on june 22nd 1822 the militia arrested suspected leaders and shockingly they were all immediately found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging oh my gosh okay wow and then in addition to that as like another slap in the face to denmark the ame congregation that he had worked so hard building was disbanded and the head minister was expelled from Charleston. <gasps> that's horrible. Isn't that? Wow. That's just like a different level. Yeah. You know? That, come on. That's horrible. I, so his, his legacy, he's like now going to lose his life and then also his legacy. Everything he's worked for. Exactly. Which is so evil. So were all these people put into the, the old city jail? Yes. Okay. They were all held in the old city jail. Denmark was held in the tower of Old City Jail where he could see all of Charleston. Wow. Which was kind of sad because he could see like the city. Yeah, it's that like mocking him. him, yeah. On July 2nd, 1822, he was hung at the jail, and it's said that his tortured soul remains at the Old City Jail because he's either got some unfinished business and he probably died before his time was up. Yeah. He had an unhappy ending, so this is kind of like the ideal candidate for a ghost. Yeah. And then now we're up to my favorite inmates. Two famous serial killers, like Sam mentioned earlier, John and Lavinia Fisher here were held are. here. The Fishers. And 
it's kind of like a Bonnie and Clyde type situation. Like they were in this fully together okay. and you'll see what I mean later on in the story. Okay. So Lavinia was born in Charleston in 1793 and she married John and opened an inn called the six mile house, which was named so cleverly because it's six miles outside of Charleston. There it is. Okay. And not much is known about John or Lavinia's early life, which is interesting because I love looking into serial killers like, history okay like the early lives and, and see like nature versus nurture uh-huh and so you can't really make a case for that because we don't know it was also so long ago yeah. right like it's not like the people from the 1960s where it's like easier yeah that's it's, true yeah so there's not like a huge record of this anyway okay. but anyway six mile house attracted some very undesirable company that wouldn't have flown in charleston okay <laughs> it was like violent gang members but john and lavinia they made money off of illicit poker games. So they're like, come on there. in. Yeah. <laughs> so they just turned a blind eye. Okay. And the poker money didn't end up being enough for them. Like it was enough to sustain them, but then they got greedy and they wanted to make, make some coin. more money. Got it. So they decided to rob their patrons. Okay. Good business. Got owners, it. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> Lavinia, who was very good looking, would seduce her guests and gain their trust or their lust trust either lost. way um and then she would offer them a mug of tea like the gracious host that she was okay but it was laced with oleander which is a toxic shrub which causes severe drowsiness that'll happen yeah not great um they would either overdose and die off of that or they would fall into a deep sleep and be stabbed to death by john oh wow okay <laughs> yeah real bonnie and clyde yeah so then they would pick the corpse's pockets and dismember them in the basement. And then they started to escalate. Okay. So they would increase the dosage of Oleander enough to have the patron like recognize that they were getting sleepy, decide that they want to go to bed, and then they would go up to their room in this inn. And the bed was a very cleverly disguised trap door. So as soon oh. as the patron would get into bed, they would cause the bed to fall through the floor into the basement where they would either die from the fall or from John, who was waiting for them down in the cellar. Do you think this is inspired by Sweeney Todd? Or this is what Sweeney Todd was inspired by. You know how they have like the barber chair that slides down? Yes. It might into be. Into the chute in the basement. That is so weird. It might be. Oh my God. I didn't know... The mechanics were so advanced back then. I know. <laughs> they were nerd. crafty. You gotta be... give them that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, so then they were caught because in February of 1819, two eyewitnesses came forward um, that had escaped them. Okay. And the first his name, the first eyewitness's name was David Ross. Okay. And he was part of a local group who was sent to deter violent groups from gathering at Six Mile House, which, Why? Yeah. Like, wouldn't they rather them gather there than in Charleston? Yeah, keep them six miles away. Exactly. Rather than in the city. But anyway, they were just kind of being sticklers, and they other group members believed that they were successful and that they had gotten all the violent gang members away. But Ross stayed to surveil two highwaymen. Oh, thank you. Shockingly, they attacked him and brought him to the basement where he met Lavinia. And he thought as these two were beating the shit out of him, that she was going to help him and, like, step in. Then she began choking him with even more aggression than the other two men. Wow, okay. So then he escaped during, like, a scuffle with the two men and, like, booked it back to Charleston. Okay. 
Then this guy is iconic. Hold on. John Peebles. Okay. John Peebles. Peebles. Mr. Peebs. (laughs) Mr. Peebs was a traveler looking for a place to stay, and Lavinia told him that there was no room at the inn. Okay. But he's come such a far way. Would you like a cup of warm tea? Mmm. And John didn't want to be rude, but he didn't like tea. So not wanting to offend her, he accepted it and then dumped it out while she wasn't looking. Okay, classic. And so then she noticed that her tea wasn't taking effect. And suddenly, oh my gosh, a room opened up. There's suddenly a room in the inn. Oh, how convenient. And he didn't trust her. So he went to bed in the chair facing the door instead of the bed. Oh. So that he could be like vigilant. And still get a few, catch a few Z's. Go with your gut. Go but with your gut. He woke up to the sound of the bed falling through <gasps> the floor. I'm like embarrassed for the fishers. I know. So he escaped through <laughs> a window and rode on horseback to the authorities in Charleston. Okay, he's awesome. I know. John Peebles. Did you say man. he jumped out the window and escaped yes. on horseback? Uh huh. They need a movie about this man. I know. <laughs> so Wouldn't cool. that make a, such a good movie? Yes. So the Fishers were arrested and they pled not guilty in May of 1819. Okay. So it's actually unknown if bodies were actually found in the basement of Six Mile House. Oh. But two accomplices, which were the highwaymen that David Ross had encountered. Right. They were released on bail. Okay. So they think maybe they went and like cleaned up the bodies or something? Maybe. Okay. Um, or there's just like no record of okay. bodies being found. So they, during their trial, the jury was hung on the murder conviction. Wow. But they decided that they were guilty on multiple attempts of highway robbery. Okay. And that was enough to pin them with the death sentence. Oh, wow. Really? Which is kind of crazy. I got, yeah, back then, though, it was so much more intense. Well, I also saw, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but it's like even if they didn't find bodies, I saw that they found a ton of belongings yeah. of men like over a hundred men, so maybe I guess that's probably why they were able to pin them with the highway maybe. robbery. I mean, they they did find some bodies. Okay, I'll get into that in a Ooh, second. Okay, there was a failed escape attempt while they were in prison. They made a linen rope, and John and two other cellmates escaped through a hole that they had chiseled to the outside of the jail. Okay, but the rope broke before Lavinia could escape, oh. so John returned to the prison so that he could die with his wife. Why is that kind of romantic? I. That's what I'm saying. It's like Bonnie and Clyde, yeah. man. I'm like, listen, they're horrible people, but like in a way, it's like sweet that he went back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kind of like that sick obsession yeah. with each other, you know? Wow. Okay. Wow. So he was so, there together to the end. Ride or die, as they ride say. Ride or die. And so uh, then they appealed, but it was rejected. Obviously. So on February 18th, 1820 was the date that they set for their execution. Okay. And Lavinia was not worried at all because she didn't think that she would actually be executed. Why? There was a law in Charleston at the time that stated that a married woman could not be hanged. Oh. So she's talking like a big game to all these prison guards. She's like, you can't do this. That's against the law. And she wore her wedding gown to the execution. Interesting choice. There's no actual record of this, but that's what oral Interesting choice. That's what what she wore okay so they brought her to the gallows and hung her husband first so that she was not no longer a married woman but a widowed woman oh there's no law against hanging widows so that was so sneaky of them i know so 
listen so you know how you were saying that she was a girl boss yes well she's also a badass because here are her last words oh okay let's hear if you have a message you want to send to hell tell me i'll carry it mic drop girl's got a flair for the dramatic that yeah how how long do you think she spent like thinking of that in prison her entire yes. stay for sure she wow she was like a, i'm gonna go out with a bang she is a feisty one. Oh, you want to hear feisty hold oh, on no. before the executioner could pull the lever she jumped from the platform and hung herself oh so she went out on her own terms i guess you could say that i guess you could say, wow up until the very end well i and it's like i kind of want to root for her and like i know that she's a murderer but, like, there's something about her that's, like, I kind of want to sit down and have a cup I of tea be, with yeah, her. She's definitely, well, <laughs> maybe not a cup of tea. But <laughs> I, she's definitely very interesting, and I'm, I'm shocked that I had not heard of her until now. Me either. Right? But here's the thing is that I don't feel too bad about being, like, wow, she's kind of cool because it's likely that they were wrongfully convicted. Really? So that's maybe why you haven't heard of her as the first. What they were wrongfully convicted? You think maybe? It's well, I don't want to say likely, but, but there is a, a chance, possi- okay. a strong possibility. Okay. So wow, there's a chance that they could have been nothing but petty thieves, and they actually didn't murder anyone. That would be really, really, really sad. Then yeah, I know because that no, I mean, I and don't I'm, think thievery warrants a death. No, sentence. and if that were the case, that they were really just petty thieves. I would think that she was awesome. Yeah. Like, like for going out the way she did. Yeah. Kind of an icon. But if she's a serial killer, then no. Then not awesome. deserved what she had coming to wow. her. Wow. Okay. So there were only two bodies supposedly found, and it wasn't in the basement. It was just land near Six Mile House. Okay. And one of them was a man who had been shot, and it was, like, traced back and too recent to be the Fishers. Okay. And then an African-American woman who had been murdered and okay it's it's kind of unexplained so then i wonder about those two firsthand accounts or i wonder where the story of like the poisoning came from then i don't know because that's that's interesting that makes me think that they probably were because they have john peebles record yeah still i don't think he would make that would be such a specific thing to make up isn't that weird but i don't know who knows but it's said that at least Lavinia still haunts the jail. Okay. And it's common to see an apparition of a woman in a white dress, not only in the jail, but also around Charleston. Oh, wow. Okay. Assuming she's strutting in her wedding dress, her Sunday she's, best. you know, got to strut her stuff. Yeah. She's blamed for some of the more violent encounters in the jail. Okay. And three scratches are like common. That's a common occurrence oh. in the jail. And some of that, like that I've heard in other hauntings can be, like the mark of a demon. That's what I thought too. It's like yeah. Three mark. It like mocks the Holy Trinity. Okay. But in the jail, it's said to be Lavinia's mark. Huh. Okay. So I don't know. And she was actually contacted during an episode of Ghost Adventures. Oh. And I have some of the things that they heard here. So an EVP on the EVP, she was supposedly Wait, what's said EVP? electronic voice phenomenon. Okay. So it's just like kind of a recording for ghosts they heard her say you make me mad let me out i want to go they caught a couple of orbs on camera yes um and they just everyone on that show had just like a weird feeling when they were in the jail they heard like unexplained knocking banging footsteps even though the jail was empty except for them (gasps) 
creepy stuff. So, um, but now my favorite part of the episode, the TripAdvisor reviews. Let's get into it. Uh-oh. All right. Short and sweet. If you don't believe in ghosts, you will after visiting this place. If you take a midnight tour, you will be scared out of your mind. Ooh. Okay. Um, we didn't see a ghost, but did feel some weird things, like a cool breeze on the back of my neck and something brushed the hood of my jacket. And the day after our visit, I had a nightmare in which I was picked up and thrown around the room. Ooh. Probably a delayed subconscious reaction, but a good indication of the atmosphere. Yeah. My son slipped into a few spots, but one room he stepped into, he had a bad feeling and said a man was sitting slumped in the corner laughing. Creepy. Ew. It left him with a bad feeling. Uh, yeah, no shit. He must be an empath. (laughs) (laughs) It was the room where they stacked all the dead bodies, and some were thrown in the stockpiles of the dead were still alive. He whispered this to me when he came out of the room in the next room. Joy, which I assume was the tour guide, had mentioned what he had shared with me five minutes earlier. So I thought that was super wild. Um, oh, so he like knew that fact beforehand? Yeah, apparently. Okay, that's really weird. My husband took many photos of the wheelchair you get to see in the jail and captured lots of orbs floating quickly throughout all the shots. I thought it was odd that my pictures would flash back every time I tried to text, take one. And my phone kept alerting with a tone that was not even offered as an option on my phone when I received a text. What? Is that weird? Wow. This one says, my grandson thought it was pretty cool and my daughter was scratched on the arm by something. Perhaps 30 scratches. And uh, this one said, we actually heard some unexplicable sounds and we looked back through our photos. We had a creepy one that was definitely worth posting. Ooh. Did they, I wonder if they posted it. They did. I'll put it up on the Instagram. Ooh, good. Okay. Um, And then just to sum it all up. Yup. Bad place, good guide. So, ooh, that, <laughs> but when they say bad place, they mean it as a compliment, yes, right? Like, like bad place, horrifying place. Wow. Yeah. So that that's like the most detailed review. That one was like the most detailed review ever. Yeah, like I, I feel like I've been there now. So, do you care to share your personal Charleston experience? Yes, I would actually love to. We are going to be pivoting away from the old city jail because. When I visited Charleston, the old city jail, like I said, it was close for renovations. Yes. So instead, we went on a ghost tour through the Provost Dungeon. Interesting. I love ghost tours. It was really fun. It was I, really cute. <laughs> we did it with Bulldog Tours, so shout out to them. Uh, it was really fun. Aww. So I definitely recommend. So on the ghost tour, we went through a couple different areas of Charleston. Like There was this one house that belonged to edgar Allan poe's first love Ooh. yeah like he met her um when they were both young and then i think she died was super it? young it was not his sister okay or, or his, cousin, his cousin whoever he yeah. married yeah it was not that it was like his first love but we went through places like that um but then the main area that we went through was called the old exchange and provost dungeon mm. it was completed in 1771 so it's super super old like yeah pre-america old and it's probably best known for its role in the Revolutionary War. During the Revolution, British forces converted the bottom floor of the exchange into a military prison known as the Provost Dungeon. Interesting. Yeah, so a lot of um, revolutionaries were put here, lots of American rebels, uh, American prisoners of war, 
private citizens, enslaved people, tons of people were in these harsh confines. It was cramped. It was old fashioned, obviously. Creepy. And, and the actual dungeon itself was very interesting. I'm not sure why they chose to do some of the things they did, but there was a mannequin of Ben Franklin. <laughs> there was a mannequin. Why? Of, was he ever there? Not that I. Not that they said. Not and not that I saw. He was up in Philly, so, <laughs> so there was like a. There was like a corner that had maybe like five wax sculptures of like men in wigs. And like they looked super unrealistic. Um, and there was also like, um, there was, it was, I guess it was supposed to be set up like a dungeon. Yeah. But honestly, the creepiest part for me, like, were the wax figure things because like they just looked so creepy. Yeah, those freaked me out. Um, but what, and also there was an, an, a wax figure there that was apparently from originally was in Pirate, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't that interesting? That's my favorite ride at Disney. I love that. I know, it's so I fun. I love that ride. So he, so he was on there, and there was also, like, a parrot that I believe was also on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. So that Iconic. was kind of interesting. But the most interesting part of the tour was they, our tour guide told us, like, if you want to get any paranormal activity, your best bet is to use your flash and go over certain areas. And so... I took a couple of videos with the flash in certain areas and I swear there were like maybe two videos where I saw like the little orbs and I do, I know that those could be dust, like very easily could be dust or like a trick of the light or something. But if you're catching them in multiple videos and it's less like there was less likely that it's dust. Exactly. And there was also one video that Mary Kate, I already showed you, but I'll put on, we'll put on the Instagram. It like is so weird. Like it, there's a window and I don't know, it lo- to me, it looks like there is a person, like, walking past it really quickly. Yes, it but it's, absolutely it's like does. But it's like a, like a, it's almost like the person is, like, orange, like, they're illuminated. I don't know. It's super, super weird. It's definitely makes you think twice, especially because right before it or right after it, there's an orb. Yes, yeah, right, right after it, there's an orb. So... I don't know. It was super, super weird, but we'll post that. I just had to, even though it doesn't have to do with the old city jail, it was just like an interesting little it's a dungeon. It's Charleston. Haunted Charleston. Yeah. Charleston and is so a haunted. good example of an orb. Exactly. So, so yeah, we'll post that and you can see what an orb allegedly looks like. But it was super, super interesting and I really liked it. If you're like into ghost stuff, Charleston is a really good place to go. I'm sure. It was yeah. awesome. I'm sure we'll have to, we'll have to investigate some, uh, ghost tours around here oh absolutely yeah. there's apparently a lot of really good ones in philly so oh yeah philly is probably as haunted as charleston if not more philly well philly was huge in the american yeah. revolution so you know so. there's lots of disgruntled spirits down there up there absolutely so i think that pretty much wraps up the old charleston jail yeah pretty spooky place but kind of i don't want to say fun but super interesting, It right? is really interesting. I really hope that it's open again soon so we can go in the future. I was just about to say, hopefully sometime in the near future. Yes. <laughs> but like Sam mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we have a two-parter coming out for you guys later this week because we don't want to bog Leave you, you down. Hanging. Yeah. We don't want to bog you down with a, uh, another hour and a half long episode. True. true <laughs> a true, la true. Lizzie Borden. But... Um, in the meantime, follow our Instagram. We have our Facebook page up. Shoot us an email if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions. Our Patreon is now live. And you can find us on all the regular streaming platforms. So, 
thank you so much for listening and we will be posting later on this week. Bye. Bye.